In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Jesus is the most important person in the universe. Your wife is the most important person on the planet. Your children are the most important people in your lineage. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Men in the Arena Podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with my brother from another mother, a.k.a. B. Ma'am. No, wait, what was it? <laughs> B, B. Brother from, from... B-Fam. 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 That's right. My brother from another mother, a.k.a. B-Fam. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. <laughs> well, hey, we got a lot to cover today, so want to just jump right in here to the guys and see if you got a man law for me. I do, and this one, uh, I was talking about this with my guys last night. We need bros that ask us the hard questions, not guys that are yes men, but we need guys in our lives that aren't afraid to say... You got a big old plank in your eye, and I'm going to point it out to you. And this is an area where you've struggled a little bit, as far as I have those being guys a little in my weak, life. a little no, being a little weak in the confronting area. Yeah, yeah, I. I You've gotten better. Yeah, I'm like you always worried, like I'm going to lose this relationship. But this I feel like I have to me. push you, like. Stop being nice and just tell me, and you've gotten a lot better. Because the Holy Spirit will convict you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? You're lucky that he does. There's one podcast episode that, thankfully, he did, or you would have hung me out to dry. But, <laughs> no, I, I do see the growth in you, and I think that's really important. If if they're going to be our bros, they need to be able to call us out. And so I, I appreciate that. And that's kind of what we're talking about this morning. We're going to go back and look at Rod Hanley's uh, two uh, part interview that we did with him. And he wrote a book called Character That Counts. But I love this subtitle, Who's Counting Yours? And Rod Hanley in 2000 launched an organization called Character That Counts, and his whole mission is to help guys get plugged in to accountable relationships. And Ron has been involved in, I think, one or two, I think one, accountability group, and they've been meeting for over two decades. And so in his book, Ron really lays out the 10 questions they use, along with a lot of other questions that other groups and other guys use, but in his book, he lays out his 10. There are chapters in his book. I want to just go through those with the guys, and guys, when you're listening to these 10 questions, I want you to ask this question. Who am I, who's asking me these questions? I mean, who who am I interacting with with these 10 things? And, and the 10 questions are really bookend, right? The first question and the last question are the two bookend questions that really put it all together. 
If you don't get the first two right, you're kind of in trouble. So I want to walk the guys through this, and Dale, if you have any input, jump in. The first question is this. Have you spent daily time in Scripture and in prayer? And Rod would say that every, this everything hangs on this question. Are you seeking, basically, are you seeking or have you sought God this week? And I think that's a huge issue with guys. Guys were called to know the Word more than anyone in the family, and I think you need to get rid of the excuses that you can't get in the Bible. There are, I mean, the, our Bible that we sell, the Men in the Arena Bible, is a Bible that Gene gets produced. It's called the Life Essentials Bible. It's a Christian Standard Version. And in this book, Gene has 1,500 videos explaining various, almost every, well, passages in Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. And I actually use this, I have three Bible studies I do every every morning, which means five mornings a week. And I listen to this, his every single morning, and it is so, so good. There's no excuse for a guy, you don't have to read the Bible. You can get genes and just listen to, watch it on your phone, and you can get that Bible at manofthearena.org, or you can go to Gene's uh, uh, Google Life Essentials Bible. So question number two, have you had any flirtatious or lustful attitudes, tempting thoughts, or exposed yourself to any explicit materials which would not glorify God? And Rod asked this question, do you allow impure thoughts about sex to stay in your mind? Are you engaging in flirtation activity with anyone who is not your spouse? Have you set boundaries? And Dale, you and I have both, we struggle in this area. This is an area where we battle, I should say, battle. We have covenant eyes on all of our devices. At my house, all of my wife's devices are password protected from me because this is a temptation. And so am I addicted to porn? No. Would I be if I didn't have that? Maybe I don't know. I mean, you know, wh- why take a chance, right? And so this is an important question. I think this may be, we had uh, Scott Haima or Hema on our podcast. Scott is the president of uh, Christian Service Brigade. Yes. And he's got a huge ministry, and they have seven uh, statements of valor for the young men, and, and one of them is purity. And he said this is the most difficult one for the young men. Purity's tough. Purity's tough for all of us because we live in a sexually um, inundated society, and we really need to guard that. So question number three, have you been completely above reproach in your financial dealings? So what do you think that means, Dale? Yeah. Well, this is my wife to a T. Like, oh, she's so good with money. She Everything is accounted for, and the man is going to know. And th- that's the government. And uh, she's going to do everything by the book. And she doesn't cheat. She doesn't steal. Um, and as far as giving, all that, all of it. So giving, not lying, not lying. Uh, I, um, I know a multimillionaire guy who ha- who's on who's on uh, basically health care insurance for for poor people because he's he's cheated his way into it. And I think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so you know, are you giving of your income? You know, there, are you? How's your credit card debt? Mm-hmm. I mean, these are things that are really important questions. Do you run, do you manage your money? Do you, are you on the same page as your wife? So number, I mean, Dave Ramsey would say that I think divorce is caused the second leading cause of divorce is financial issues. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, question number, and I, I think also your money, how you handle your money, is a direct relationship with how you how you walk in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. If yeah. you're gripping your money and hoarding your money, you know, first up. Uh, 
Timothy chapter 5, I think it is, verse 17, talks about the rich and how the love of money, you know, the, it's not money that's evil, it's the love of it. Yeah. And so that we need to really guard about guard that. And Do we hold our income with open hands or a clenched fish? So, okay, not a clenched fish, a clenched <laughs> fist. Question number four, have you spent quality relationship time with family and friends? And I think this is a great one. And Rod emphasizes that your wife, like we believe, is the most important person on the planet and to you, and because of that, she should get your quality time. Jesus is the most important person in the universe. Mm -hmm. Your wife is the most important person on the planet. Your children are the most important people in your lineage. And so you've got to kind of look at it that way, right? You prioritize it. And so this is really important. Question five. Jump in if you have any statements here, Dale. I was just going to say on four, you're going to have to fight for that because by default, it's going to be the kids. Yeah. So you well, and especially if you're in a second or third marriage, I, I hear this all the time and it's so wrong and bothers me. And I call it out every time I hear it. My kids are more important than my wife. Well, then you're going to have another divorce, you idiot. I don't care how many times you've been married. Maybe if you make your wife the priority over your kids, maybe this one will work. <laughs> Your wife, if you're going to marry her, she takes priority. And you need to tell your kids, if I'm going to take a bullet, it's for her first. She's more important. I, mm-hmm. My boys know that. Mom's going to get the bullet. Not Dad will take the bullet for mom, not us. And th- and once they realize that, and the world does not revolve around them, it's empowered them to be free men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. really. Right. And so question number five, have you done 100% best in your job, in your school, et cetera? Mm. I'm a little bit disturbed at this, I call it grace doctrine, where people think they should not have to put effort into anything. They should just trust God. I mean, Oliver uh, Cromwell said, trust God and keep your powder dry. In other words, trust God, but make sure that gun is loaded. you got a, you got the enemy coming at you. And I think I'm just alarmed at guys that don't put any effort into their Christian life, their spiritual life, their social life, their, their intellectual life, You know, challenging themselves with intellectual materials, challenging themselves spiritually. I'm reading a book right now by John Maxwell called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Yeah, I'm a 54-year-old man. I need four, read 40 to 50 books a year. I work out five days a week. I've got a national ministry. But I'm reading that book. Why? Because I realize that I need to grow. And so this is what we're talking about. If you're not growing, you're, you're not going. All right, hey, question number six. Have you told any half-truths or outright lies putting yourself in better light of those around you? And I like to call this the redneck pissing contest. I don't know why I call it that, but you get a group of guys in a circle, and instantly they start talking about who's... Who is the who is the best? Whose kids are the b- smartest? Whose wife is the prettiest? Whose house is the biggest? You know, and and we tend to do these little half truths. I hear this with pastors all the time. Well, I read the Bible every day. That does not mean every day. <laughs> I pray an hour a day. That does not mean a full hour. I mean, we hear these little half truths, and what is it? What it does is it puts those people hearing you in bondage to your lie because they actually believe you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So we have to be really careful. And as a leader, I'm a leader, so as a leader, I want to say something like, oh, we had this, and put it in better light than it is. What's uh, Max Dupree in his book, Leadership is an Art, said this. He said, leaders are dealers in truth. And if you're a leader, I want you to think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Question, my, my brother calls these guys BSers. Yeah. BSers. So uh, question number seven, have you shared the gospel with an unbeliever this week? Now, I, I've told Rod this. 
and I'll say this, I think this is the weakest of the seven questions. I don't care if a person's a believer or not a believer. I'm just going to share Jesus with them. Uh, and I'm going to, I prayed with a gal named Mickey. She had a little mask on her face. It looked like a mouse. It was kind of surreal. I was in the hospital getting a blood test done, and she was there, and her mother was dying uh, in ICU. And I just said, hey, can I pray for you? I don't know if she's a Christian, but I prayed in Jesus' name. Jesus, I prayed Jesus everything. And what I'm saying is, Question number one is the most important question. Question seven should be a natural overflow out of one. We should be talking about Jesus, sharing Jesus, talking about our relationship with Jesus everywhere we go. And so to me, this is a question that's a little weaker. I probably would change this question to something uh, that maybe my my buddies are struggling with more. Like maybe I'd put a wife question in there instead of a family question. You know, how does, how's your wife's countenance? Is your wife ugly? Why is she ugly? What did you do to make her ugly? She wasn't ugly when you married her. You know what I'm saying? So question eight, have you taken care of your body through daily physical exercise, proper eating and sleeping habits? So I think these are the big three, eat, sleep and work out, be fit. I would say if you have a physically exerting job, you're construction guy, you're out, you're, you're out there doing stuff. I would say this is probably a non-issue, but if you're a guy like me or you that sits at a desk all day, you have to do something, and this is uh, something that just has to happen. Uh, I've been working out consistently since you've known me. Mm-hmm. I I owe myself four to five workouts a week. I owe my body that. So if I don't do four to five workouts a week, I've cheated my body. So that's my mentality there, and uh, that's what I do. And I'm sleeping. I go to bed. I, I, I My goal is seven to eight hours of sleep. I'm sleeping better now than I ever have in my life. I'm taking a magnesium pill at night. I'm not eating at night anymore, and uh, I'm sleeping like a baby. So uh, it's awesome. So I think that's really important for us guys to get those three things. I love the young guys that go, I try to live on four hours of sleep. There's a guy out there who says, I live on four to five hours of sleep. I go, well, you're an idiot. Right. Science proves that you're an idiot. So stop being an idiot. And don't brag about something when you're being – it's like these young guys going, I had sex with 10 girls. Well, you're an idiot. Don't Mm -hmm. brag about being an idiot. Literally a pissing contest. It's serious, seriously. So question number nine, have you allowed any person or circumstance to rob you of your joy? And I think this is a big question. This is a really big question for us today. So I think um, for four years, I watched people get their joy robbed because they hated our president. And now I see those who loved our president are having their joy robbed because they hate the next president. I'm like, will you guys stop watching the news? Right. It's not. It's not real. It's not truth. I don't know where you find the truth. I, I just saw a thing today, New York Times. They just they're blowing up New York Times as being an outwardly biased liberal publication. I mean, I'm just saying let's let's focus on. And I'm not. I'm an independent. I'm registered independent. But let's let's not allow things. And I call this mental intoxication. We take in so much information that it desensitizes us to another political group or another gender or another race or another uh, religion if, or, or, or another demographic, right? Like, I struggle with these guys holding the signs. I know a guy holding the sign out here. He had nine kids and then left his wife to raise the kids as a single mom. And I'm like, those kids were in my youth group and you're a loser. Mm. And I'm not going to help you. Well, I have, that's a problem for me because I've allowed. Mental intoxication, intoxication to desensitize myself for this man. I should have compassion. I'm not saying I have to help the man, 
but I shouldn't mentally condemn him when I see him. And I think some of you guys listening to really check yourself on this. Where have you been mentally intoxicated and have you allow and have allowed yourself to be influenced away from love and into hate or condemnation? So question 10 is this. Have you lied? This is my favorite question. This question right here, Dale, would scare me into submission. And you know it's coming. And Rod says they may skip through a bunch of them, but never number one and number 10, they never do. Have you allowed any, or I'm sorry, have you just lied to us in any of your answers today? <laughs> and then I know that Rod stole this or borrowed this or whatever from Chuck Swindoll. Chuck Swindoll years ago, this is their last question. This is the greatest question because when you know what's coming and you've been meeting with a group of guys for 20 years, you don't have to say a word. You know the guy. He's got Friday guys. You know he's lying to you. So this is a great question. So guys... <laughs> I hope this helps you, and I highly encourage you guys to get into a group where you're dealing with these hard questions, because I think, guys, listen, I think that God shapes you. I think that men sharpen you. I think accountability creates a man who shines, and it hones you. So, Dale, what's next, man? Drive us home. Yeah, guys, head on over to themenintherena.org and pick up your free digital copy of The Field Guide. It's a 365 daily devotional for men. Fill the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be an accountable man. Equipping men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.